February 13, 2010, is the Watt from Pedro Show.
Watt from Pedro Show, February 13, 2010. Brother Matt, how you doing? Excellent, excellent. We start off the show with the John Coltrane doing Up Against the Wall. Well, against the wall. It's got one of them apostrophe G things. So, Up Against the Wall. And then we heard two versions of a song called 1979. The first one was by the Reactionaries. And then another version was by... Um, Jack Brewer, Frida Rente, Kid Kevin Carl, Mike Watt, and Dirk Vandenberg. Uh, they recorded about 30 years apart. <laughs> cool, before and after. Uh, yeah, the older one was first, the original one was first. And Reactionaries was uh, Martin Tamburvich, George Hurley, D. Boone, and myself. Uh, Brother Matt, we got some guests here. Yeah, we got the Pedro edition today. Yeah, we got some Pedro people. Say hi. Hello. Hey, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's Craig Ibarra, Kid Kevin Carl, Vinny Vegas. Here because they are the people responsible for this tribute record. Where's the cover? Two visors in the album cover. And it's called The Reaction, it's 1979. Although it isn't the reactionaries, one side is the original. Is that right? Yeah. Craig, one side is the actual reactionaries, and then the other side is uh, bands. Uh, well, not really bands, but collections of musicians. They're not all Pedro, but a lot are, and uh, coming together to do their uh, versions of these songs. Some pictures of us playing. I think this is that suburban lawn studio here. You got, you got your, yeah, your copy, yeah. brother Matt? Yes, I do. And um, in Vincent Thomas Bridge Green. <laughs> cool. Yeah, right. Cool. Sleeves black and white. Joe Biza did the cover. It's kind of like a buzzer howl under the influence of heat on steroid <laughs> version. <laughs> There's Indeed. ten different drawings from ten different from the ten different songs on the. Each one's a different song. Yeah. We got the Jonestown people down there. <laughs> oh, Kool Aid. Yeah. Yeah. These are the What's first the songs I wrote. And then Joe Carducci wrote a spiel on the back. And uh, yeah, um, shit. Who was the mastermind, Craig? Is it your idea? Yeah, I came up with the idea. Um, always wanted to start my own record label. Well, didn't you have sad cassettes? Yeah, but that was more like a pretend record label. It was. Uh, you wanted a real label. You know, all we had a cassette label. Yeah. Sad cassettes, which uh, they were all dubbed, dubbed cassettes. We never actually pressed them. Yeah. So we would take them to little mom and pop stores around Peanut was Records. Was it two Ds? Was it sad? Yeah, S A D. Oh, Don't ask me what it meant. Yeah, it's a <laughs> they, had, they had dots there. It was yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of an You know what it stood for, Bot? Huh? Sad, you know what it stood for? No. It stood for suck a dick. 
Yeah, that's Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 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 almost came. And uh, you had the band. Uh, uh, no so, com- uh, no comprende, right? Yeah, yeah. That's me and Vinny were in that band. That's the cassette I had. We had a couple comps. We had probably about ten different releases, but they were all dubbed. And uh, where's dub me? You know, two cassette players. Yeah. Them. Okay, okay. It was so like professionally were, mastered or anything. No, no. You're no, just no, using two. No. I said rewind and hit record. Oh, yeah. Coming back a half hour yeah. later. You made them at home? Tape. And uh, so I wanted to make a real record label. So I thought. Yeah. Uh, Water Under the Bridge. That's what Yeah, this that's is the name. Water Under the Bridge. Came up with that name. Try to. Uh, came up with that name. We thought it would be a cool idea to try to tie in the bridge. Make Vincent a logo. Thomas? Yeah, Vincent Thomas Bridge. Try to tie that in with the logo, which hasn't been made yet. <laughs> but, so uh, logo be tied into that. Uh, <laughs> you can have dicks up that, too. <laughs> so I thought, I was trying to think of a group to put out for the first release, and I thought the Reactionaries would be perfect since they're first punk rock band from San Pedro. So that's when I got a hold of you and asked you if it was cool. I think I was going to do it on a 7-inch originally. Yeah. I was thinking, like, that ain't going to fit. It's not like it's that long, but still, it wouldn't fit on. And then I came up with the idea of trying to get other people involved. Wanted to make it, like, a fun project. Well, like, release the original, but then uh, also these tributes. Yeah, Is the tribute always in your mind? Not at first. First, it was just going to be the original ten. Yeah. I should tell the story about this tape. There was two cassettes made. It was in uh, beginning in nineteen seventy nine. We had been together a little less than a year, but uh, we in Georgie's shed over there on Seventeenth Street, back his mom's pad by the high school. We, uh, I think it was Joe Sindesich brought in some kind of board, PA board or something, and recorded through that cassette. And we made two cassettes. And I gave one to Brendan Mullen, who was at the other mask at the time, to see if we could get gig. And uh, I kept the other one. And I don't know what happened. Neither did Brendan what happened to uh, that cassette. Well, I could have swore I saw it once. I was up in the lingerie. I thought I saw it in his drawer. In the office, I don't know why. I thought I remember seeing a picture of the Dills. He showed me a picture of the Dills when they were four piece and they were wearing dresses and shit. Like the dolls. I think that's where the name came from. The Dills? Tony was way into the dolls. I think that's where the name came New York dolls. I think that's where the name came. Anyway, this cassette I just hang on to I mean we came out with the more uh, songs, but they never got recorded. We never thought of uh, ever doing a studio thing. You know, this is a practice room tape, and we knew the song's pretty good, although there's some clams and shit. But this is the first time uh, I was writing songs, except that one as a teenager, the Mr. Bass King Outer Space song. <laughs> so that's pretty poor, <laughs> something. But the Guys, Martin, Deepu, Georgie, they were enthusiastic. 
think it was the first band Georgie was in. Martin had played with other guys like Joe Sinisage. And Georgie had sold his surfboard making stuff to get a drum set and taught himself drums from the Happy Jack Who record. And the problem with me and Dee Boom was not having a practice pad to play with the drummer. And Georgie had that shit. Had a sign on the front that said Olympic bonding team. And, uh, yeah, he said, fuck it, come on, let's play. Right down here, over here, Brother Matt, this land's end. Huh? A couple buildings? Yeah, a couple buildings over. South of you? Martin shared an apartment there with, uh, Frank Delercio, a few people. But that's where I remember uh, Andy Boone talking with Martin and Georgie. In fact, I think after we did the talk, agreed to that, I drank a bottle of tequila and locked myself in the head and uh, Georgie had to like bust in the door to get me out and I was puking all over myself so <laughs> stuffed me in his uh, little car and got me home yeah, gee, it's very sweet to me <laughs> but yeah what a, we knew me and Dee Boone knew Georgie's in our grade but he's very happening cat in high school and we were kind of more outsiders but he didn't care about that he just wanted to play drums yeah he had no uh because in those days, there was a heavy thing against punk writers. Yeah. yeah. Or just, yeah, there's the high school mentality, period. But punk, when it was new around here, was like, and most people were not into it, but he didn't care at all. He just wanted to play. It was great. And he had to shed. And so, you know, we start, see, it took us a while, you know, we start seeing the gigs. And, and I wanted to make a punk band right away, but Dee Boone didn't want to do it right away. I even tried out for a band from a recycler ad. Then he wanted to do it, and so I went up there and jammed like I want to be your dog for like two hours with these cats on San Monica Boulevard. And the drummer's electric, his pop's electric shop. That was a trippy scene. But Dee Boone said, okay, and then, then this reactionary thing came along, and we made these songs and this is the only recording we got of this we played a couple gigs we played a uh, second gig of Black Flag over there at what was a team post of uh, Mesa in Santa Cruz and Suburban Lawns had a practice pad in Long Beach and we did a couple gigs there with them and pla- plugs bags and, and maybe some keggers one or two but not a lot of gigs we used to prac a lot, though. We were just trying to get it together. It was the first time writing songs. And, uh, yeah, there wasn't really a scene here. In fact, that gig, our first gig, which was with Flag at that team post thing, was uh, we went to the, see the Dills in the Clash and Bo Diddley at Santa Monica Civic. It was like first big punk show. And uh, they were wearing... Uh, Greg and Chuck were out there handing out flyers in the parking lot for this punk gig in Pedro. And we couldn't believe it. There was going to be a punk gig in Pedro. So I think Tukowski at the time was living above the Star Theater or something. He was in Pedro. And so that's how he got the connect somehow. I should talk to him about it. I can't remember. But uh, they, they uh, were like, wow, let's... What's wrong with the gig in Pedro? We said, because we're from Pedro, and there ain't no fucking punk gigs. 
you know, we have a band, and they couldn't believe there was a punk band in Pedro. So they said, you want to play? You want to open up? He said, yeah. So that's how we did it. It was just meeting these guys in the parking lot, handing out flyers. All of a sudden, we get our first gig. And uh, that kind of turned into a nightmare a little bit. The cops had to lock everybody in. <laughs> <laughs> neighborhood didn't understand these people some of the people were a little out of hand <laughs> you got a white riot on the back of your jacket in a neighborhood that it ain't all white you know it's kind of they don't know it's a song from an England punk band and, you know, it's like what the fuck <laughs> 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 I remember and Randy was at the hatch you know and these these dudes were tripping out like who the fuck are these nuts coming to our neighborhood with this stuff so the cops literally had to lock everybody in for the gig. Yeah, it was weird. Usually the cops are busting up the shows. But they let the, the reason we got to do it was because they locked it. It was like a little thermos. Thank you. Game's over. Yeah, get out. <laughs> like escape there never was another gig there. Very strange. You know. There was in the old days, there was gigs in weird places. I remember that Bob's Contempo Hall was kind of in Watts. The 60s? 63rd Street, something like that, 65th Street. Sometimes they were in weird situations and the it's locals didn't the understand them. Well. It's trippy have the long Sherman's as well. Mm hmm. That would turn into a nightmare, too. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why they never did it again, huh? <laughs> yeah, because the people, you know, people who didn't know about it, they didn't understand what the fuck these what punks were, yeah. you know. And it wasn't so much like hating, they just didn't know. Whereas like the rock and roll people I think were more had an attitude against you. These were like, you know, uh, aliens from space and they didn't understand where it was coming from or whatever. But, uh, I mean, it, it, probably without a reactionaries, there wouldn't have been a Minuteman. So it's an important part uh, for us guys in the band. Um, I don't know if there was a lot of bands influenced by <laughs> reactionaries. I remember there's starting to be more bands after, though. Uh, but I don't know if they were so much influenced by us. Uh, Sacrin came around not too long after that, too, from Wilmington. In fact, they practiced at Georgie's when Joe Biza was here. Remember we were talking about that? I tried out. for the. Uh, they, they weren't called Sacrin. They were called the Obstacles. And Dezo was with them. And they came and practiced at Georgie's shed, and uh, yeah, I didn't make. It. <laughs> didn't make the cut. That's okay. Uh, so uh, I, me I remember recording this with Dirk and and Jack and Frida, Kid Kevin. This was all done. All these things were recorded over on Fifteenth Street, the old Peck Manor, right? It's yeah. Called Cali Mucho, the studio. Yeah, Cali Mucho. Yeah. And uh, so, so all, all ten of the bands recorded there, but at different times. We were one of the last ones, right? Yeah, I think last two, maybe. Yeah, okay. Who was the first one? First one was, uh, what is it, uh, the, the Big Lie. The Big Lie, yeah. Dave big Love. Lie. So that's Dennis Dave Flips. Love, Bob Archer, Dennis Flips, R.J. Blanks, and Craig Abarra.
Watford Pedro show, that was the big lie. Uh, first version by the Reactionaries in 1979, and then 2009. Uh, Dave Love, Bob Archer, Dennis Fleps, R.J. Blanks, and Knock Pictured Craig Ibarra on backup singing. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what Vinny says. Yeah, do you, uh, I should have asked about 79, uh, the recording of that, Kevin. What did, did anything, what are your uh, uh, reflection, your memory? I remember uh, having a good time. Oh, yeah, we discussed a little bit. It ended up with some drama, but. There a little bit of drama, but no, Jack, Jack, we had fun. We did. You know, Dirk was really scared. He talked to me. You know, all apprehensive, and I said, "Man, don't worry, it's gonna happen." Yeah, he was really uptight about it. And when it came time to do, I kind of changed things around. I didn't think we should copy the reactionaries exactly, so I put some stupid bass things. I asked him to do some drum rolls, but he did great. He did good. He had that little drum set. He was, uh, yeah, (laughs) right. That he uses with those uh, rockabilly guys. It's cool. Kind of uh, retro, traditional. He did good, you know, but he was so scared going into it. But it's sort of like people's idea of the kayak. They think they're going to fucking roll over, you know. <laughs> Get in there, it's all right. And, uh, yeah, and you did great on the guitar, Kim. Oh, thanks. Who was doing the controls in, if you weren't recording? Jacob. That's right, Jacob. Ja- Jacob Gaxiola. Yeah. Well, this is a great quote. Oh, no wonder Phil Spector carried a gun or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what about the big lie? I wasn't there for that. That was a good one. That was the first, like, we had built the studio basically because of this project. And uh, that was the first day after construction that we had it going. And it was fun. It was exciting. So they were like the lab rats. They were. We had to trick Dave Love. Craig was acting like he was singing at one point, just to get him pumped up. I remember uh, I wrote that song about, well, the 1979, of course, you know, because the Clash had one called 1977. I was so original. I copied that idea. And then... <laughs> That's influence, man. And it's got some corny-ass lyrics, though, way cornier. There's, well, there's had a bunch of slang I didn't understand, really. Sting guns and night bridge and what the fuck's that? <laughs> but you know, all, the, all you jamming to Beck, you ain't for real. So what the heck? You know, it's terrible. These are my first songs and the big lie I wrote about uh, Jim Jones in uh, Guiana with the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all a topical song. It seemed like punk rockers like topical. So I was going to try to be topical. All those bodies ended up right here in Pedro. When they brought him back, right. Like holding. I never knew that. Yeah. Not, they didn't stay. This is like holding, holding pattern. Warehouse one, Port Town. Uh, You know, the situation that came out of it was hearing records from England and stuff. But then seeing some gigs and uh, up in Hollywood. And and maybe that's what we should play. Uh, I got some live... (coughs) Recordings of uh, some of these bands that uh, we used to go up and see and had big influences. So let's play that. Right. Hillside Strangler. 
the door The only way I can get my kicks Strangle a bunch of stupid chicks Hillside strangling Hillside strangling I'm gonna get it Yeah.
title of our next composition. Yeah. 
from Pedro show what from Pedro show we heard a bunch of old scene 70s stuff uh, live at the mask uh, started off with hillside strangler by F word and one more chance to survive by the alley cats a cosmetic couple by the zeros I'm coming over by X building models by the skulls Destroy All Music by the Weirdos, Let's Pretend by the Germs, and Chainsaw by the Bags. Now, Randy Stadola, the Alley Cats, lives in Pedro. He, he ain't on any, any of these songs, is he? No. The reactionary? I see him around town every once in a while walking around. Guy was a great guitarist. In fact, Frida, they, there was a band called Zarkons that Frida was in with him. Yeah, Dirk was talking about trying to get him to do Alley Cat set at uh, Harold's place. So, I don't know if that's oh, going to wow. or not. Diane, I heard she lived in San Diego or something. Yeah. Did uh, she come up or something? I don't know. That'd be great. And John, I think, lives around. I think he was uh, driving uh, limousines. John McCarthy or something like that. They were a good band. They were from Lamita, Alley Cats. At that time, Randy lived in Lamita. I think he's from the Hill originally, but yeah, he's lived in Pedro now a bunch, a long time now. But so, so, I mean, there's a lot of people here. How did you decide on how to get into each uh, song? You know, um, <laughs> wrestling, Jello wrestling. It's a long story, yeah. Uh... I heard something about the, the what we things did. in a hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were actually cups. Cups? <laughs> cups of names. What we did is uh, I sent out an email to all these people asking if they wanted to participate. And uh, mostly everyone agreed. Maybe like out of all the people I asked, maybe like three or four people couldn't do it for different reasons. Um, eventually I got everyone to okay. 
what I did was I uh, it was actually uh, went over to Kevin's 15th Street and uh, it's it was me Vince Bob Archer those are my partners in the the water and the bridge label and Kevin's got his own label 45 RPM which is him and Raw Raw Morales and uh Look, Danny Lou did fucking backup singing in his pictures here. <laughs> Things evolved as we went along. It was a process. I'm wondering, like, who was around in the reactionaries' days? Everybody was kind of little. What were you doing in 79? Chris? Huh. I might have been at Barton Hill. <laughs> yeah. Barton Hills Grade School. Elementary, yeah. Kevin? I was uh being born in nineteen seventy nine. That's the year I was born. Anaheim? Okay. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh yeah. I was born in uh what is it, Newport Beach, Hogue Newport Hospital. Beach. Okay. Yeah. In seventy in seventy nine of seventh grade <laughs> I, w- I went to East Berlin and I went through Checkpoint Charlie. That's my big thing in 1979. You were in... Uh, I just went there for visiting. You did know. a trip to Berlin. Yep. You were yep. in seventh grade? Yep, it was uh, between seventh summer, after seventh grade, before eighth. So, but... Did you get to Pedro via... You weren't living in Pedro at the no, time. No, I was living in Marylust. So you didn't know about reactionaries? Reactionaries? You know, no. there was a party once that reactionaries got asked to play up on the hill. And we never got to play though. We got there, and the people up there like, "What the fuck? No, you ain't." (laughs) (laughs) The Pedro guys were like, "Yeah, we are," you know, because there were some dudes around us. Kind of, they weren't really punkers. They're Pedro guys. They're all friends of Georgie and Pedro boys, brothers. Yeah, maybe that's what you call them. (laughs) They weren't really punkers, you know. But hey, Georgie's into it. I'm into it. You know that kind of thing. Pedro boys in this band, and so they. You know, they didn't really... Sometimes they'd go to gigs. I remember we brought uh, Adam uh, to Public Image, and he had broken his leg. He had a cast on, and he's tripping on Al and shit. He fucking stomped his cast off. Broke his leg in a whole bunch of... Yeah, we called him Barn Stomp after that. Adam (laughs) Barn And I remember one of those gigs at uh, Suburban Lawns, Pat, a couple... Freddie Camacho and a... Yeah. A couple guys bringing the bongs. Pedro got you know they didn't know about punk gigs you know or anything but you know, they were with us and like they were kind of going to make sure that we played and I was like yeah look man this is their parts you know they all want, and they were like you know shorts and the Hawaiian shirts and <laughs> yo you ain't and yeah they are and I was like fuck this shit <laughs> out of here. We never ended up getting played. I remember driving up to the pad. Richard Bonnie told me a funny story uh, when you guys played at Suburban Lawn Studio. Um, yeah, there was two gigs there. There was cats uh, spitting on you guys, and That's, the Pedro guys, all like off. probably Freddie Camacho that. and them, were like, "Why what? are these guys spitting on my friends?" And they were just they like know ready we to kill them. We were at gigs getting drunk, spitting on people. They didn't know that that was kind of part of the <laughs> gig culture. It's like, what? You yeah, know. They were ready to throw they blows. They didn't know. That's what I'm saying. They weren't uh, punk people. 
but they were Pedro guys, and uh, they knew us, and, and they had nice moms. guys and stuff. But they, they didn't really have a clue to the scene and stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, interesting. Uh, I'm going to play the next one. Uh, when was this one done? Chief False Teeth. I remember this song. I don't know what the fuck I was writing about. It was kind of a metaphor for for you know plastic people or something. Cheap false teeth and some horrible rhymes going there. And uh, what went in the line was this? This has got uh, Danny Lou. In fact, he pictured. just he's pictured and listed first. <laughs> Listed before the singer. Well, it's, uh, I think it's in order of left to right, maybe. Oh, yeah, clockwise. It says clockwise. Right. There you go. Yeah, but you could have said clockwise, starting with jug. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, whatever. It's it's cool. I, I'm glad there's pictures and you can see everyone. Cheryl took these, right? Yeah, Cheryl took uh, nine out of the ten. Nine of the ten. Okay, and that's it's got Danny Lou on backup Shanty singing. Cheryl. Todd uh, Congelier singing, Rich Wilder on drums. Now Rich Wilder, he goes back to those days. Yeah, that's Martin's. I mean, cousin. not not really. Rashery's played his his house, his family's house, in fact. Uh huh. His, there's the older brother I went to school with, Nick Wilder. I think he's a priest. Three. There was huh? Frank is the priest. Be, oh, Frank's the priest. Now, Frank's the even older one, but Nick's my. Yeah. And then there was the two young ones, and Rich was one, and there was another one. My, uh, Michael, Mike, Mike Wilder, and then uh, his, Patrick. His twin brother. He passed away. That's right. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, that's right. So there was five of them. Mike still lives in that house. Really? If he he built the anyway, house we, right we, next. He played in that house. It's up on Carolina or something, right? By the castle around the corner. From yeah, the yeah, and we, we played there. And then Martin's Cousins. Yeah. So he's actually from those days. I don't know if he was playing yet, but real soon after this, he ends up the drummer of Sacrament Trust, the first drummer. And uh, Chuck Dukowski, played. of course, a bass player for Black Flag, and before that, Worm. Yeah. Swa. Uh, J- Jacob Gaxiola. Yeah, Swa's a, a lot later, though. Worm was actually before Flag. They practiced at the church, and that's where Greg found out about him. They also Gaxiola practiced down on 7th Street. They had one of the, you know, right there on 7th. Yeah. Well, this is how where Greg found out because they were both practicing there, so he had him come on over. That first, the first base, uh, kind of up by Dotson. Yeah, it eventually turned into what? I don't know. Now it's annexed. I think it's PV. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But back then, you see the street signs change. They're not the blue LA ones. They're light blue with some mm-hmm. kind of like beach scene on it. That happened recently. <laughs> well, it was all unincorporated county land. That but it was area. considered Pedro. The, the, the city, right, because Pedro's part of the city. The city, you have to have uh, congruous, that means connected. So for them to own the harbor, they had to have this big tentacle come down. First it was western and then it became the harbor freeway and stuff. Okay, but then there was land on the side of that. In fact, there's a couple islands here in Pedro, like where the Y is and the hospital is. That's unincorporated county land. County can be islands. You don't have to be connected. And so that's what that stuff was. It hadn't been annexed by any... hadn't been incorporated into a city. 
So it was kind of known as Pedro, but it actually wasn't. It was just L.A. County land, and then mm. they, they voted, I think, everything west of Western, and that's where Dodson is. So, so Chuck, yeah, he's kind of Pedro. Mm. Went to Pedro High? Yeah, yeah. He went to, uh, yeah, but like, I think he went to, what's it called, Saddle? I think he said he graduated from Pedro Saddleback. High. Saddleback? No, but his younger schools were these hill things. Oh, okay. Chadwick. Uh, Chadwick was one. He told me, right? Chad looks a fan. That's, That's a private a, school. Yeah, and it's like what PB Drive North. Uh, PB Drive North and Something Crenshaw. Like yeah, yeah. Yep, in the, in the hill area. But I think maybe he's Dotson. His junior high. Yeah, I think so. Because that's where he, he was close to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, friends that live. But anyway, Chuck goes way back, and Dave Torres and Danny Torres, Ralph. Ralph Chavez, they all live These right other cats, uh, like Jacob, Danny Lou, Todd, Todd's like Torrance guy, they come over in the 90s with this uh, porch core, you too, right? Yeah. That's where I met those guys. Because uh, you, you're earlier, you're in the 80s, late 80s with uh, Vinny. Right. So he, they're like, you guys are part of second wave, Kevin's part of third wave, I guess if you count reactionaries, like kind of first wave. Yeah. <laughs> I was into punk in the early 80s, but I was just too young to go to gigs. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to a few Dancing Waters gigs in 82. Were you in Carson? No, I I, I was born and raised right here yeah, in Pedro. Right. No, uh, so first and grand. I moved to, my parents moved to Carson when I was 17. Right. So For a year, and then I moved back to okay, Pedro. Okay, Actually, they moved right by SST right there on Alameda. Oh, Carson. yeah. That's right. I remember you telling me that. And, and somebody else was from there up. Uh, Michael, uh, the Salvation Army guys. And they had a Pedro guy. In fact, he's on one of these songs, John Blazin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, let's play Blazin, uh, Pedro. Cheap, cheap False Teeth. Reactionaries and then uh, made a tribute. 30 year later tribute. Yeah, I better 
from Pedro Show. That was Cheap False Teeth by Reactionaries 30 years ago. Well, actually 31 years ago. And then from last year, Danny Lou, Todd, Rich, Chuck, Jacob version. And we're at the end of the first hour, uh, February 13th, 2010. Waffle Pedro Show, hold tight for hour two. <laughs> February 13th, 2010. It's the second hour. Watt from Pedro Show. candelabro dalla luce tenue ti siedi era una donna sulla cinquantina e si vedevano le calze uscire dall'ascio cadente che utilizzava come cintura da lì in poi tutto assumeva una forma ovale 
disturbata solo dalle pieghe della troppa carne si avvicinò al balcone il suo seno si distese avvolgendolo fece un passo indietro come per paura di essere assimilato ti siedi
Waffle Pedro show. Some stuff from Italy. Starting off the second hour with uh, Latin Fama, Square Tet, Storia di un Amore Corriposto, La Via degli Astronauti, Stray Dog by the Space Pony. Yeah, Stefano from the Space Pony said he listened to the show and he goes, The Space Doggy? What, 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 did you, what did you mean? <laughs> we, we weren't really... What was our tripping almost? It wasn't... Usually names are plural for bands, right? The Space Ponies. But like this was like the Space Pony, like one particular one. pony, you know, the model. <laughs> and, you know, so it was no hurt on the band. I really like them, you know, and I like the name too. Because it's usually not singular like that. Mm. Some bands are, you know. I can't think of one right now, but the Space Pony. Jesus Lizard. Yeah, the Jesus Lizard. See, it's not the lizards. Mm. Yeah, so that's what we're, Stefano, you know, scoozy. Uh, but the Sun Don't Wait by Sigori and um, Ostia by Zoot. I think uh, this time next year, me and the Fratelli, uh, El Sanyo di Marinaio, we're going to do a little tour in Italy. With, oh, cool, uh, cool. Zoot. Huh. Yeah. And in the middle of March next month, it's the album gets mixed, the one we did in uh, December. Yeah, so those cats were a blast to play with Andrea cool. and Stefano. Another Stefano. Yeah, I met like when I was over there, I met like five Andreas and eight Stefanos. Yeah, <laughs> Stefano. Yeah, the, the names were like. Okay. <laughs> no Guidos, you know. I told them about Guidos, and they were tripping on that. You know. Yeah, they know some Guidos, but it's kind of is uh, old-fashioned name. I said, yeah, but over here it's just some kind of generic, yeah, yeah. kind of pejorative a little bit. Not bad. But uh, let's get back to this, uh, the reactionary story. Uh, video Madonna. Now, this is before I knew there was a Madonna uh, before, singer. Uh, huh? Before you became a fan. no. I'm a fan. I didn't oh, you know like where. I didn't even know there was a singer. Kay turned me on to Madonna, and that was maybe '84 or something. So this was Madonna, like praying to like Madonna, you know, like the TV is a Madonna, my lady, you know, Mary. And again, it's very terrible words and uh, silly music. <laughs> and I'm in, on this recording without the bass. Singing, but but Vince sang with me. Vince Lafarga, who played guitar, he was great guitarist, great musician. Tony was on the Tony Cook on the bass. Did Tony uh, quit Todd's band? Hmm? Who was playing bass for Underground? Oh, was that uh, Joe Morales? Yeah, yeah, he quit. Tony was never in Underground. Who, what's he recording right now? Tony's who Todd. Yeah, underground. That's what he is. And he told me, like, the recording, somebody quit on him. And, uh, Tony, uh, Tony plays with them in the five-year plan. Uh, no, nah, Tony's uh, in Kill. Kevin's band. Yeah, Killer Tony's Dreamer. a Killer Dreamer. But he ain't in Toys of Kill or one of those? No, uh-huh. that's Chachi. Yeah. yeah. Can't keep it straight. <laughs> he, but he lives in San Francisco now. No? Tony, no, he lives at our house, 15th Street. Who's the one who moved up to San Francisco? Oh, Jack Doyle. Jack did. Yeah. 
Jack Doyle. Okay. Maybe, you know what? Maybe Jack... Who's the gas station cat? Spralia. Oh, yeah. Spralia, the big man. Yeah. Maybe he quit one of his bands. I I think he just quit underground. That's it. That's who quit. Like a rapper. Kind of background (laughs) singer. Yeah. We're actually playing today out in San Luis Obispo at Broadfest. Really? uh, I'm not sure. That's why I couldn't come do the radio. That's right. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's Jack's playing with us. Anyway, and uh, Raul uh, Morales on the drums. And uh, I remember doing this. It was maybe a week. Week before ours or after? I think it was the week after. Yeah. 1979. I'm I'm pretty sure. And, uh, yeah, Vince did it right with me. He was right there on the microphone. Yeah, he did good. Yeah, he's got some pipes, man. Yeah, he's got pipes. <laughs> and He's going to be at the gig? Yeah. Yeah, great. And sit in the backward baseball hat. <laughs> Long time. Long Sharman. Long time. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why he ain't really playing in any bands, but he still can fucking play good. Yeah, he was he was ripping yeah. it. But he ain't playing in any bands now, huh? No. He's just got engaged, actually. He had that band with the Felix. What are they called? Second to last. Second to last, Yeah. Then the Skanks. Skanks. Rudy Alba. Is Felix playing? Nah. I haven't seen Felix around in a while. Damn. Hope he's healthy. Uh, anyway, uh, do you remember about this, Sesh? When you were the knob man. Yeah. Wait, which one? It was, uh, Video Madonna. Video Madonna, yeah. Um, the three guys played, and then you came and sang about a week later, yeah. We did it in the morning. Cheryl sang a little bit. That's right. It was early in the morning. And, uh... You know what? It's one of the, old, the only one where it was separate. Everybody else recorded together. But delay a game for me. Okay, let's hear it. Video Madonna. Thank you. 
Tempto Chester said everything's under control. Just your video, everything's under control. <laughs> Live from Pedro's show, we just heard, uh, what was it, Video Madonna. Uh, uh, Craig was going to talk about something regarding the lyrics. Yeah, I was just uh, remembering uh, asking you if you could come up with the, the lyrics for us, because without the lyrics, this record would have never been... Uh, we would never be able to do the record without the lyrics. <laughs> and it was tough because I didn't have them written down or they're lost, wherever, and I couldn't remember them. And then listening to the tape, it was kind of hard to tell what the fuck. I had to listen back many, 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 many times and slow down using software and stuff and EQs to get mask out the other stuff. And if, I think I got pretty close to it. Fuck, it's a lot of this shit I could not remember for the life of me, even though I wrote it. Uh, another thing we were talking about was corndogs.org website that this is where Craig found the reactionaries. Sir Demon uh, Brown had asked me years ago about flowing him MP3s. Of, uh, this is a website that has rare stuff with people who had um, stuff to do with men and men like George Hurley, Deep Boone, Mark Timberovich and myself. And so... 
he asked about reactionaries because there there always was a song even in Minute Men days that was released. It was a, a the first song on the B side of the Politics of Time Minute Men album, and it was reactionaries doing uh, Tony, Tony gets wasted, uh, yeah. Pedro, and it was from this cassette, and so people knew of the reactionaries. In fact, the, the label had a picture of us. I think Martin's sister took the picture or something. And, Skinny ties and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Back in some apartments in the alley or something. <laughs> yeah, so. this is pretty hardcore. So <laughs> I don't know. They even had names. I remember Georgie. There was a picture, of, you know, print of one of these pictures, and they signed their names on it. And like, uh, Georgie was G Man, and Martin was Marty. <laughs> that was your signature. I think mine was Mike Watt and but we just had a real name. They sounded I think fake you were enough. Mike Watt. Was I Mike Watt on this? <laughs> no, I think I was Mike Watt. Because our names kind of sounded fake already, I think. That's why we kept them. But I remember that they wrote on this picture G Man. You know, we actually. But that didn't last long. We actually uh, put those names on the etching of the record. RT. Did you see this picture? You know this picture? I had it in my house a long time. It was M A R T, Marty, and then G Man, and Mike Watt, and D Boone. We signed their names on this picture. I don't know why. It's funny, but it's the only time the band took pictures like publicity pictures. But they weren't big, they were little. Three, three by five? Yeah, little fucking things. We didn't know what to do, you know. Just starting out trying to make a band. Uh, next song here is pretty short. It's uh, My Heroes. This one I didn't write the words. So, just the crummy music. And so, Martin, I think his brother in law was a Rams fan, and so it's about that. And it had a Chachi on bass, Chachi Farrar, Joey uh, Simeone on drums. Philo Van Dyne. Frijoles Negros. Right, right, right. Uh, Philo from Swa on guitar, and now with the Jack Brewer reunion band, who lives in Pedro. Yep. He ain't original, but he lives. He's Torrance Transplant. dude. He's Torrance, huh? Yeah. He's a good cat, man. He's got a pad on Paseo Del Mar. Yeah, he's a proper cat. Craig Abara, he does programming. Craig Abara on singing. This time you're, you're in the picture. And, <laughs> and Jessica Feeney singing. That's Baby Jess. Yeah. yeah. She's going to be at the gig. There's a gig coming up in Harold's Place oh, next Saturday, cool, uh, cool. February 20th. Uh, all these bands are going to play, or as many people possible. And uh, Miss Men too. Another band? Um, the gig is Saturday. Uh, Saturday. February 20th at the Herald's Place and uh, which Zachary is San Trust. Pedro 19th yeah. Street it's on 19th uh, where Street where it crosses Pacific well next to the Burrito Factory that's actually Pacific. on the corner yeah, actually Sacker and Trust yeah. is opening up the show yeah, the only reason they're, they're playing later. first because they got another gig that same night so they're going to play and split but they're playing the entire uh, Pagan Icons record Pagnicon and uh, then Stone at Heart is playing second and then the reactionaries thing is third, and then Mike Watt missing in headline. Yeah, you know what? Let's play a couple. Let's play getting existential on the beach too, because this was another one where I didn't write the words. 
I just wrote the crummy music. Uh, and uh, John Jura wrote the words. John Jura was very, uh, he's a guy I went, went to high school with, and he was really uh, involved with uh, this uh, concept of life extension and never having to die. And So he put it into a song. And Actually, it's about him, I think, going to Torrance Beach or something and seeing what was happening there. Either Torrance or Dondo, one of those... Of course, anything outside of Pedro to Pedro guys is very exotic. <laughs> that was the longest song on the uh, record, actually. That's the blowout. Yeah, because it has several parts. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's the epic opus. <laughs> <laughs> Did they take a lot of tries? No. Kevin no. Lee got it? No, they nailed it. Those guys were they actually, professional. They were probably the only band that actually practiced maybe two or three times before the actual uh, recording. A lot of these uh And that had Sean Cole on guitar... Jimmy Felix on drums, Mad Max, yeah, Lewis's name. Lewis uh, was with Richie on uh, first rhythm section for Sacred Trust. He played bass, Richie was on the drums, Richie Wilder. Yeah, most Louis, of these recordings... Uh, he was called Louis. In the they only Louis had one practice day. He's really cool people. He's, he is. I know him for a spell, man. He's always been proper. Yeah. He's really nice. And then Christian uh, Moreno singing. Christian Wapshaw. Well, he just changed his name to Moreno. Why did he change his Moreno. name? Moreno. Yeah, it's actually Wapshaw, but... He, uh... I'm it's a little personal, I would say. It's on the... Spaceship landing. Please tug. Anyway, we'll, we'll play uh, both those songs, uh, My Heroes and Getting Existential on the Beach, Reactionaries, and 30 Year, le- year Tribute Versions. Motherfucking jerk! his eyes out in a minute, I stick my finger right in his eyes. That's a fucking jerk! It's just like um, like you like you devastate a city or you cream or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like like you put all the off- offensive players in one bag, and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag.
Live from Pedro's show. Uh, we first heard uh, My Heroes by the Reactionaries 31 years ago, and then My Heroes from last year with uh, Chachi Joey, Philo Craig, Baby Jess. And then we heard Getting Existential on the Beach 31 years ago with the Reactionaries. D. Boone, Martin Tamburvich, George Hurley, myself. And then from last year, Sean, Mike. It's Jimmy, though, right? Yeah. Jim, his Jimmy. name's Mike, but I think Todd likes to give people Jimmy. 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 His name oh, is Jimmy. Name for him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I tried to call him Mike. Hey, you don't work. look like a Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like a Mike. <laughs> Jimmy's the Jimmy <laughs> problem. <laughs> but but Louis, man, Max, that that Louis, Max, he came up Louis. with that one. He came up with his own name. He came up he with his, his own, own name. name. Okay. And then Christian. <laughs> I think he was really into the and movie. And then Christian came up with Moreno, right? No, that's no. his. Uh, that's his mom's well, it was his main choice. Name. His he took choice. his mom's main. Yeah. Because I know him as a bass player named Wapshaw, so he quit. Uh, Wapshaw, I knew him forever as Wapshaw since high school. Quit bass for uh, guitar and now quits Wapshaw for Moreno. Yeah. Are you saying? Are you calling him? Where's he living? He just—he just. Nah, he moved to. Uh, Hollywood, he's a base uh, trader. North Hollywood. Now he's in Eagle Rock. He's in Eagle Rock. Yeah, okay. he just moved there like a couple weeks ago. Okay, and uh, we'll get back tomorrow. This uh, reactionary tribute, yeah. old stuff. But first, we have to uh, make room for Brother Matt and his spin cycle. Cool. Yeah. Wow. 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 Wow.
Thank you very much, brother Matt, cool. for your spin cyclage cool. and what was thank you impetus, motivation, inspiration. I'm going to some big party tonight, um, and a lot of those guys were people. Were people I'm going to see tonight. Ah, at Lucid Prequel more. Prequel. Yeah. Okay. We're at the end of the second hour, February 13, 2010. Watch for Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. February 13, 2010. It's the third hour of Watt from Pedro show.
lot for Pedro show. Um, start off the third hour with uh, a new Funanari song called Tome Sunday. Redone, actually. And then uh, Samsen Jankara by Takahashi uh, Tukazan. This cat is blind and jams. I think it's from the 70s, sometime this recording. And uh, Chuko, <laughs> Chukoku Chiyo no Komo Ryuda. <laughs> Terrible. Sorry. Komonesai. Matsu Toyo Sato. And Harusame Night Mix. Nagauta Shamisen. Breath of Spring by Waki Ne. And a lot of that was Shamisen music. It's like their three string banjo uh-huh. trip. I just got a couple of those. Isn't it trippy, man? Yeah. Um, music. It's just like Japanese band. Got those guitars that are like uh, triangle shaped and they only have three strings on them also. Uh, yeah, those are different. Those are like Eastern Europe, Slav. What are those called? Uh, Tamburitsa. Tamburitsa. Yeah. But maybe, you know, all string instruments probably related. I think this one came, got to them in the 1600s uh, via China. So... Some went east, some went west. Sure, yeah. But I mean, it has like a resonator, right? Or like a drum head, like a banjo. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a trip. Or a dobro. And the strings are like, usually ch- tuned like C, B, C, B, C. Like two of the strings are tuned the same. It's trippy. The, the, the temper of them Just is different. Just dog but, fleas. Then you could bar everything. Well, I think that's ukulele. If it's tuned like, if you're like that, I think you could probably bar everything if you have a like a low e, low C. Yeah, and high no frets. Yeah, trippy instruments, and the pick is like a big. It's called bachi. It's like a comb, a big thing. Play, <laughs> that's you know, the this big comb, pow. <laughs> Actually, in uh, Funanori, it's a sanshin, which is the Okinawa version. It's a little smaller, and uh, they use a big like rock pointy thing that goes on the finger. For a pick. Uh, we're going to play some more of this Reactionaries 31 years ago and then uh, Modern Day Tributes. Uh, the next uh, tune, yeah, Innuendo, which everybody knows is right, uh, Italian Enema. <laughs> okay. No? I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, me do it. Have to giggle, Google that. <laughs> Innuendo <laughs> and, uh, in your end. and uh, yeah, I, I have to take credit for the words and the music for this one and just, oh man I don't know but uh, the tribute band was uh, Joe Biza George Hurley Vince Giobi Jimmy Mack Jimmy Mack except for Vince the other three are from the old days and this has got to be the oldest band if you added up all the ages. And uh, do you remember recording this one, Kevin? Definitely. That was a fun one. All of them were fun, but... I haven't seen Jimmy Mack in a long time. We uh, played with him for a little bit at Mark Palacios' house years ago. That's an apple sizer thing that him and Greg Hurley brought over. Had fucking pennies in a plastic yeah, apple. Yeah, Slivers. Yeah. He had it in that band, The Slivers, with Martin Timberridge. Uh... Did Joe uh, record with the hat on? Yeah, he did have the hat. Okay. It wasn't just for the picture. 
He did have the hat. Jimmy, Jimmy was great. He just sat in our little courtyard the whole time while they played their music, played yeah. the music, and then he came in and just belted it out. One take, couple takes, and then he was out. He just like I'm out of here. Jimmy's See ya. awesome. <laughs> and left. <laughs> yeah, there was a funny gig, you know, hard for Minutemen to play, and he had some in on the Fisherman Fiesta, and he said, you know, I'll do my thing, and then you guys will be my backup band, though. Star Theater Star Players. Star Theater Players, yeah. And, you know, you start jamming, and then you just go into your Minuteman mm-hmm. stuff, and it'll be too late, they won't be able to do But at the end of his thing, he whooped off his kilt, you know, he used to do this thing in a kilt and make up. And Jimmy gave me a recording of that, actually. Really? He whips off the kilt, and he's in a G-string, and he's got a crucifix in one hand, a rubber stake in the other, and he's like, pull the power. And the lady gets up there, what is this? And, uh, and Rosanna, Rosanna went and spit right in her face. She was like, oh, God! That was intense afternoon. And then we're going to play God and Country. Actually, this was the first song on the tape. Because I rem- yeah, I remember us, the, the order of us doing this thing. Kind of, it wasn't edited. It was you know as we recorded. And God and Country was the first one, and uh, that's another one of my. Bob. We actually got the order of the song from the uh, Corn Dogs thing. That's the way we do. Yeah, but the way we recorded, I remember God right, and Country right, right, was first. Right. I'm just saying that's how we. And I think Bergato Rosa was the last one. I can't remember the exact order, but I have the cassettes. And uh, God and Country's got uh, Alma McClay singing, Jacob uh, Pardita, drums, Vinny Vegas bass, Todd Conchalier guitar, backup singing. This had you, Vinny, on the bass. Jacob's 12-year-old, Danny Lou's 12-year-old kid. Right, right. And he's pictured in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Unlike Craig and the one. Um, he's pictured. <laughs> and he, yeah, it's... Danny Lou's 12-year-old son played the drums on this, cool. doing George Hurley. I like Dee Boone's guitar part at the end of that song on the live part. On the uh, Was it hard original. bass for you? No, it was pretty easy. Yeah. On a pers- I, was, I, was I actually pick. used a pick in those days. All them songs on this are with pick. I was Terrible unprepared when I came to record it, so I wish I prepared a little better. Really? Yeah, yeah but I mean, we got it within a few takes, like five or six, something like that. Did you walk, did you walk the scales during the guitar solo? Uh, no, I don't think I did. If I just kind of faked it, G. I just got in there kind of faked it, G. Well, we'll listen to it now. Rock Speed Russian. Nobody's looking for your birthday. Why would you? 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 Why
nothing to say. Keep real cool. Keep yourself away when you're wearing a mask. It makes it easy that way. Barbara Walters, look at the rich. Show me a reason to raise my wrist. Doing a glance in the Duncan Hayes. A form of amnesia where everything breaks. How can you stand it? How can you stand it? Living a lie in your window. In your window. Maybe I should, but I don't care Show me a reason, get out of the business When nobody's looking, throw your brains away How can we live in your window? How can you stand it, living a lie In your window In your window You hear what I'm saying? Or am I wasting my time? If you want to be clever Then read between the lines I-N-N-U-E-N-D-O
let's see, we uh, heard uh, uh, innuendo and God and country. And uh, first versions of each was, of course, Reactionaries 31 years ago, and then uh, innuendo was uh, a cheat sheet here. Joe Bison, George Hurley, Vince Scobie, Jimmy Mack, and God and Country, Armand McClay, Jacob Pardita, Vinny Vegas, Todd Gangelera. And uh, when did you, when did you, I mean, you didn't hear about the reactionaries until that corn dog thing? No, I knew about the reactionaries. But you didn't know of the recording. I didn't know about the recording at all. I I knew about the reactionaries. You actually, Vinny actually lived with Mark. Well, we didn't live with him, but we were pals. He lived at uh, 25th and Hamilton. And oh, he come hang out. Street. We were both. And we went to San Francisco when Aaron was supposed to move up there. We had man, we had right. a blast in Frisco. Marty was a super. But fun. before in Pedro, I remember. We know Marty's in that band. Horse. Oh, what was a skin horse? Yeah. yeah, Christian played in that band. Chetzar, right. uh, Nick Pasiglia from Nip Drivers. Right, right, and that's how we know him because those right. are all and friends of ours. And hang out, and he was like the older guy, right? Yeah, yeah. On the Nineteenth Street pad of my first pad yeah. in town is where he used to hang. I guess he did kind of live with us. He would stay there for a couple of weeks at a time. But he yeah. taught me that a Ramona's fucking burrito in the oven is so much better in the than in the microwave. It's always fucking that <laughs> like, you go that extra ten minutes. It's so much work. Cuddle but, bums too. Dung bum. What do we call yeah, those? Yeah, cuddling up on the couch. <laughs> Martin Wood. Dung <laughs> We were the cuddle bums. Martin was. So when it was cold, we actually, would just sit close to each other. Technically, he lived with us, even though there was never an exchange of monies. <laughs> you know. Was Martin a was a great guy. Man. God, he was so awesome, man. Yeah, he was. He's beautiful. He passed away a few years ago. Well, what, three or four? Even close. I don't know. Something like that. My, I would say around uh, 2004. Okay, five years ago. Six years ago. Uh, really quick. Some infection. Uh, flesh-eating bacteria. Yeah, Terrible. fucking random fucking sickness. I just talked to him right before that. He sounds so good. Yeah, I miss him a lot. Um, yeah, so we... Talked about how you got these names. They were pieces of paper in the Dodger Cups. Yeah, it was a blind draw, basically. We just, like, picked out names from each cup. We had bass pl- ten bass players in one cup, ten vocalists in one cup, guitar, drums. Picked out a name from each cup, which made one group. And then the fifth cup had a uh, song title. Picked that out, so that one group played that one song. Right. So no one knew who they were going to play with. A lot of these cats didn't know, even know the the other play, people they were playing with. It was kind of tough to schedule these practices and whatnot. And uh, it was fun. You know, a lot of people got to meet new people and play with new people. And some people played with the people they got picked with already or were actually in bands with. And uh, it was pretty fun. Right. Okay, next we're going to listen to... Uh Regatta Rosa, which I did the words of them, all these, except for three of them. Three of them, there was different words, but I did all, you know, I was just learning. And uh, this has got John Blazing on guitar, Cindy Voto Bradley on singing, Christian Moreno Wabshaw again on bass, 
Wow. Does he, uh... Plays in two of them. Yeah, but does he play bass? Yeah. Both times? No, he sings on one. That's right, he sings. Nobody actually does the same thing. Yeah. There's a couple, you know, there's... There's a... See, Wapshaw back on bass. Yeah, he... he, You always come back. He played bass in Skin Horse, so... Yeah, that's that's why I met him. And he actually sang... I saw him at the guitar when he started... I think he's Scott a better bass player. He yeah. played bass in Hippie Temptation. I think he's a better bass player than guitar player. And he sang, his first band he was in was called Bedlam in like 83, 84 or something. And Chachi's on the drums here, not bass. Yeah. yeah, Chachi rips both.
tomorrow. Walk from Pedro Show. Just heard Regatta Rosa. First reactionary version and then the uh, 30 year later tribute version with uh, John, Cindy, Christian, and Casey. Chachi, actually. Never heard him called Casey. That's his birth name. No, I think his real name is Salvatore. Why they call? Him, why they I call think him his Casey? middle name might be Casey. He was in my uh, class. He's a shorty. He's doing long shorty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, no, no, no. What was uh, Cindy singing? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I had to just school these cats on. This is an like Italian word. Regatta <laughs> Brigata Rosa is a Red Brigade in Italian. It was a group of uh, kind of a glee club thing in the 70s. We were all, Clisher everyone clubs. was going basically by the, the actual original tape, and that sounded like what Martin was saying, so I think she went with it. Really? But I, I could be wrong. Right. What was his brother-in-law? Busso, Italian guy. Vioso? Vioso? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Vioso, but with the, that's his sister's uh, husband. Right, right, right. No, Noel. But uh, yeah, right, right. Noel's the one who took uh, I think the picture. The picture. That's right. That's right. And, and lived next door to me and Deep Boom when we were on Gaffey between twenty first and something 22nd. about a battle axe. I think. <laughs> yeah, Martin did a trippy credit. Yeah, cause, but uh, I think it's. Vuoso over there, but here people say Vuso. I have some friends that are Vioso. 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 So I can't remember. His name is Matt. Because you can hear, there's a, uh, a special little dedication at the beginning of my heroes. Matt's a fucking jerk. Matt's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking jerk. We actually have uh, Matt Instead Army. It out. <laughs> Matt Army, who lives on 15th with Kevin and them, actually. He's actually from intro. Brooklyn, huh? Yeah, he's from Brooklyn. Because I was, I met him. I brought, the uh, first time I took Raul on tour, we were in Brooklyn, and I met Matt Arm. Hey, he's a good guy. He lives in Pedro now. Yeah, my room was Yeah, he does the intro. <laughs> he <laughs> says, Matt's a fucking jerk. <laughs> yeah, he does do it. Matt's a fucking jerk. <laughs> Bye, Matt. Bye, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Martin says, I got a way of counting this in. See, I didn't do the lyrics yeah. to that one. <laughs> Or this next one, Tony Gets Wasted. Pedro, Max Lazaroff did that one. Who I went to high school with. About Tony... What's Who's he Tony Platton. Tony Platton, uh, he's actually my oldest Cali friend. I met him in grade school. Uh, he cleans pools. He lives over 25th and Anchovy. Yeah, you you guys ever used met to be, Tom? No, you guys used to be neighbors when you, Dirk, and Tony all lived on 25th. No, oh, yeah, at when that you guys, time. When, when I was home. a kid, he was civilian. I was in Navy housing, but I met him at Tate. You brought him by the old joint, too, the old, old pad. You see him in his pickup. He's got his chemicals. And he jams. His, he played guitar here, too. He ripped it up here. He's been on here a couple of times. Yeah, yeah ripping it up. So that's what the song's about? And to, well, Max wrote it about Tony. I don't know. You know, Max was smoking Monta, too. Should have been Max also <laughs> gets getting wasted. wasted. <laughs> Maybe. Bumming money. And so. Because <laughs> his hands in his pocket. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Bumming money to get the Monta. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Oh, yeah. He, like, says it again to emphasize. 
And I bombing mean, D, D all, all the, the time, time. <laughs> D. D was like the code word mm. for Mota. Like D, no one knows. Uh. You know, don't. D. That was your own personal, or your guys. <laughs> well, you say so. The parents and shit would right. know what you were saying. <laughs> Got any D? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that slang is in that song. And there's yeah, there's a bunch of slang in there. That probably got out of fashion. Cash. Yeah, cash and uh, dimes. Maybe they still say dimes. Dimes is 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Now they're dubs, now they're 20s. Spending your life on dimes. (laughs) Yeah. Spending your life on dimes. (laughs) Actually, dimes was kind of big time. We were usually nickels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they had nickels. I know they did. They did. You're right. For stuff without uh, that was buds. Yeah, seeds in it. Shit, full of stems and seeds. Yeah, but out. still, it was not leaf. Mm. No, that's what you started. <laughs> Tell me, that's merch. That is. So, merch. so Max, I don't know. He was, you know, it, again, this is when I'm first writing songs. So I, I didn't know. Actually, what happened? I, I do recall we were at Tony's uh, pad and. Just making funny lyrics to other people's music, you know, like Alice Cooper or Blue Oyster Cult and stuff. We were just making these joke lyrics to go with it. And then, you know, I try and write a song, and Max came up with these words, you know, kind of riffing on this joke shit we were doing about, you know, like comedy, like Weird Al Yankovic or something, you know, just for our own fun and. Not real bands, just sing along with the record, these joke-ass words. And so I think that's kind of where those things came came around. Um, the band here is Adam Gaxiola, Jerry Trebitich, Ethan White, Sean Cole. Now, Ethan is Aaron White's uh, son. How, how old is he? Fifteen, maybe? He's he's older than uh, Danny Luzboy? Yeah, yeah, I think he's a nice Because they play together. And cool. it, in fact... I think uh, Ethan here uh, took lessons at Flea's uh, Silver Lake Music School. Yes, he did. Oh, cool. Yeah. Conservatory or something? Adam Gaxiola has the practice pad next to me at the Angel's Gate. He's great guitarist. Yeah. He's out. He's yeah. crazy. Wild. He was jamming at our house last night. Is he gonna, he's not playing in a band right now, though, because Jer was doing something with him for a while. Beacon Street Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. But I, th- I think he's taking care of his mom's sick or something. Really? But he told me he was going to get back into it. Man, he's a great musician. And um, he's actually going to play bass at the gig. Jer is a uh, oh really? Band on another song. Jer is uh, my second man. Chuck's place. Remember, I got some terrible news from the organ man Pete. You know, he's got a band called the Angry. It was called the Angry Johnny, but they changed it to Angry. And. Yeah, no, no show with the bass player for a while, and they found him in his pad dead. Oh man! Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Terrible. Just just recently. Wow. Pete's a great guy. Yeah, Pete's and really sad. It's really it hit him hard. It's a bit big sadness. Um, Jer. <laughs> I gotta switch, you know, I've been doing for the last four or five months a lot of second man gigs, now I have to switch over to missing man gigs because I got stuff coming up involving them. 
including a mini tour of the West Coast, eight gigs with the band from Tokyo Light. Play some stuff from them next week. Oh, Flea once Flea just got back from Ethiopia speaking. Oh, wow. And he said he recorded a lot of music there. And he says, hey, why don't I come over to the show and play some? Oh, uh, cool. So maybe on the 28th. Great. The la uh, last day of the month. Very cool. There's, yeah, no leap here. It's 28th. Come over and play some of this music yeah, from great. over there. That's, yeah, I would like to get to know more about African music. You know? More and more bands come out, I guess, make records. Mm -hmm. But he actually went there and play with cats and stuff so love awesome. but this uh, Tony Gets Wasted and Pedro oh, we'll play the reactionary version and then uh, 30 years later uh, tribute version
Juan from Pedro show. That uh, Tony gets wasted in Pedro, both reactionaries. Mark Timber, Rich D. Boone, George Hurley, myself, Mike Watt. Uh, 31 years ago, uh, Georgie Shett. And then a tribute, Adam, Jer, Ethan, and Sean, uh, 30 years later. And uh, there's also two uh, bonus songs, but we're not going to play them. You have to go get the thing. And uh, Craig, uh, tell people how they can get this uh, record here. All right. Um, it's called 1979. Reactionaries. Reactionaries. 1979 LP. It's only available on vinyl right now. Green translucent vinyl. And you could get it at uh, waterunderthebridgerecords.com. W A T E R U N D E R T H E B R I D G E. Com. And you could also get it at calimucho.com or dot net actually. Calimucho.net. Net. Spell so, it, Kevin. C A L I M U C H O dot N E T. And it's a joint release. It's a Water on the Bridge, 45 RPM records, uh, two different labels from Pedro. And you can get it there. I want to thank uh, Vinny, Kevin, thank Craig. You. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Come on down. Much cool. respect. Uh, Brother Matt, thanks for your always essential. Brother Matt. Great hospitality. Always, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, check out this stuff. I'm very, very honored all these cats came together to play and uh, give tribute to the reactionaries. Uh, it means a lot. Sincerely, I thank you, Craig, Kevin, Vinny. Respect. Big ups. Okay, it's uh, February 13th, 2010. Wap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.